Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's book. I'm Ian. I'm Mark. And I'm Brett. Yeah! yeah. Special guest Brett is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. You know Brett from jokes and <laughs> comedies. I do a couple goofs. I do a couple guffaws. Uh, I personally really love stories like this, the choose your own adventure kind. Like, I mean, it makes it more of a game. I mean, I think that's the entire point of it, right? Is to make it into a game. Right. Honestly, I feel I just feel honored, honestly. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are reading Choose Your Own Adventure book number 19, Secret of the Pyramids by Richard Brightfield. I don't remember what secret uh what is the like what are the known facts about the pyramids? Y'all know? Uh they are large. They're only mm-hmm. like well, this is the pyramids of Egypt, right? Or there are there are other pyramids. Yeah, also, yeah. Uh, we don't know yet. That's part of the secret. We don't know what pyramids okay. we're talking about. Okay. All right. Incognito pyramids. They often are associated as like burial places, right? So like, mm-hmm. I think that's actually uh, a translocational pyramid fact. All pyramids are places where there are dead bodies and ghosts. Yeah. Well, really all places have dead bodies and ghosts if you dig deep enough. Oh, fuck. Everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. Ev- everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. What that's are you drinking a- right now? It's got corpses in it. God damn it. I gotta dump this out. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, I know. I know that all pyramids are actually like you never seem to scale. They're like actually the size of like a small house. Yeah, yeah. Mm. People, you just can't you can't get in them. So that leads us to believe that they are very far away. Yeah, but they're actually pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that all pyramids uh, are actually just the tip of the pyramid, and there's like yeah. twenty <laughs> times more pyramid below mm-hmm. the earth. Yeah. Warning: Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. Shit. Oh, no. These pages contain many different adventures you can have in the land of the pyramids. Still not telling us whether it's Egypt or like Central America. Think carefully before you make a move. Any choice might be your last, or it may lead you to the secret of the pyramids. Good luck. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, oh, boy. Who is this motherfucker? Is this, is this me? Is this, is um, this our boy? Ugh. It could be. Also, it could be anyone's dad. <laughs> Oh, man, he, his legs are crossed. Oh, man, he's just relaxing in his library. I love it. <laughs> he's got such a good mustache. Yeah. And he's got, a, he's got a jacket pocket, but where's his hand? His pants pocket. Dude's yeah. got mm. an embarrassment of pockets. Okay, nope, I think this is us on page one. Oh, oh yeah. God. We're, uh, yeah. Our eyes are very close together. Yeah. You are relaxing one afternoon after school when you get a phone call from your Uncle Bruce, a brilliant scientist and world traveler. And everybody's dad. And everybody's dead. <laughs> I'm just in from Egypt, he says. I have to get some new equipment to continue my investigations of the pyramids. Would you like to go back with me for a few weeks? 
You have always envied Bruce, dashing off to exotic places in the Middle East and the Orient. <laughs> oh, the Orient. Yeah. Uh-huh. The land of the pyramids. <laughs> it doesn't take you long to make up your mind to go without consulting your parents or fucking anything. Yeah, how old are we? How old are we? I don't know. Seven to 14, I think. Yeah. That's the, that's the target demographic. We're definitely in school. All right, the next few days are a blur of preparations. Before you know it, you and Bruce are on a TWA jet headed for Rome on the first leg of the trip to Cairo. I gotta say, a blur of preparations, that's like the worst kind of blur. That's the most boring blur in the world. In my mind, it's kind of like that uh, Indiana Jones where it's like that dotted line. Uh And we're like, but it's, but it's like in their house. So it's like, oh, we have to do the paperwork. Okay. Let's go to the (laughs) living room. We have to unpack the closet. Like it's all super micro in scale. Right. It's like, why did they even bother to give us this map montage? Like I could (laughs) have, I could have processed the idea that you went to your own living room. Like I didn't need a visual for that. Yeah. I got to go to my pediatrician to get the one that doesn't give you malaria. When you travel out of the country, that's nothing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know, uh, Brett, I think uh, Ian is very being very self-critical because he's so nervous about performing for you. So that's what it is. God, Brett, you bring out you demand so much of me. Um, That's what it is. <laughs> On the plane, your uncle explains his plan to place special instruments in a chamber under the center of the largest pyramid at Giza. Giza. There we, go. we found Giza. it. Bing, 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 bing. Going to a Giza. Nope. He hopes to test the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> I took a pill in a Giza. There it is. That's it. That's the one. He hopes to test the pyramid's effect on the paths of cosmic rays. If my theory is correct, he says, these rays could be concentrated by the pyramid to produce an unlimited amount of energy. Oh, wow. Then your theory is wrong. No, no, that's not how physics works, Bruce. But unlimited power, though. Mm, Think of it. It's tempting. Yeah. Gosh, like we, we have all these laws of thermodynamics, but then we thought triangles and now they're all bunk (laughs) yeah there it goes right out the window shows what you know science man yeah while bruce is talking you notice that a man nearby is straining to hear him no doubt he's just curious he is strange looking though oh no in rome you change to an egypt air jet making the autobot sound you're startled to notice the same man from the other jet aboard your cairo bound plane oh no I will have lots of red tape to take care of at the airport when we land, says Bruce. Why don't you just breeze through customs and take a cab to the Star and Crescent Hotel where we're staying? Here, take this bag. Don't ask me what's in it. <laughs> just breeze through customs. Yes, right. They won't search you. You're an adorable child. <laughs> right. Tell the guards you're American. <laughs> my assistant Andrea will be waiting there for you. She can get you settled in our room while my equipment is unloaded from the plane. We have any any clues as to what this fucking equipment is? He's doing cosmic rays. It's it's part particle colliders. He he needs to he needs to annex the entire pyramid, set up a particle mm-hmm. collider. So this is one of those particle colliders that's not uh, like ten miles in diameter. No, or... it is. It is. He oh, just okay. he's just starting now. He has a lot of bags. Once he gets <laughs> once he breaks through the upper layer of this pyramid crust, like he he's gonna have so much land to go to to lay down this py- py- particle collider. Yeah, because if he goes into the main room of the pyramid, the law of sort of geometry would say that the further down he goes, the he, more space he has. Yeah, and the more time he has, and if he has a twin, mm-hmm. he's actually mm-hmm. aging faster. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And, all, and also all the curses he picks up, right? So like oh, yeah. The, yeah. the infinite energy of the curse is working mm-hmm. for your advantage. Yeah. Really, what if the laws of thermodynamics are just curses? 
<laughs> what if like an yeah. ancient wizard was like, no, I'm going to place a limit on all magic. And now yeah. you can only go this fast. You can't create any new energy. As soon as you land, Bruce is off to the baggage area, leaving <laughs> you alone in a foreign land. That's the, that's Bruce. As if that isn't enough, the stranger from the plane appears and hands you a small folded piece of paper. This is our job. We've got to mule this equipment through customs and yeah. then we'll meet back up with him. Ugh. Uh, so the stranger has handed you a small folded piece of paper and then he dashes toward the taxi stand outside the terminal. Quickly, you unfold the note. Scrawled in red ink are the words, Beware the Sphinx. Oh, shit! Yeah. You have heard about the statue of the Sphinx next to the pyramids, but why should you be aware of it? The thought occurs to you that Sphinx could be a code word and not refer to the actual Sphinx at all. But a sphincter. <laughs> Great. Ugh. Beware the circular muscle. Always <laughs> squeezing. Maybe the note is a meaningless hoax. <laughs> Yeah, this motherfucker just took like two planes he did not need to take just to startle a white kid. Yeah, all right. Meaningless right. hoax. He's like, I'm so glad we you were going to Egypt because if you had shown up in Boston, I would have handed you the same note and it would have been yeah. so much less funny. You remember the time you felt an urge to get off a bus in your hometown. <laughs> oh, no. That one yeah. time. Yeah, just before it was hit by a truck. Ooh. Wait, wait, we have... Huh? We have six. We have six sense powers. Like, I think that's what this paragraph is telling us. <laughs> yeah, we have like limited future reading powers. Now you have a hunch that you should follow this man. Ooh! If you try to follow him, like your hunch says, turn to page thirteen. If you decide that it is wiser to go to your hotel, go on to page four. You coward is what it says. Uh, Brett, what's your what's your uh, feeling about man, this? Man, I don't want to get hit by a truck. Uh, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow the Sphinx. I'm going to go to page 13. The strange man is already in a cab when you reach the stand in front of the terminal. You manage to jump into the next cab in line. Why don't you just share a cab? You're obviously going to the same place. Yeah, you should. If you're trying to follow him, that's the best way to do it. Ugh. All right, Brett, you're up. Do you speak English? You ask. <laughs> I speak much English, meester. Good. Then follow that cab. Your cab weaves in and out of the heavy traffic with its horn blaring constantly. Sounds like we picked a terrible driver. <laughs> yeah, or it's just bad traffic. <laughs> the cab you are following stops and the strange man gets out. You hand your driver a couple of American bills, hoping they cover your fare. But not really caring if they do. You can barely see through the thick crowd, but you do catch a glimpse of the man you are following. He is entering what looks like a cafe. You push your way over to the entrance. Check it out, you guys. The rhythmic beat of Middle Eastern music hits your ears as you go inside. There's a heavy smell of incense. A belly dancer sways in the center of the dance floor. You find a table off in a dim corner. You can't see the man you've followed, but your eyes are still adjusting to the darkness. We're in the cantina on uh, Mos Eisley. Uh-oh. Oh, this doesn't look great. No, no, we're toward the end of the book now. Is everybody there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, we're unconscious. No, no. Okay. I want to remind you, the only decision we've made so far is to take a cab. To follow our premonition six danger sense. That's yeah. all we've done. <clears throat> yeah. Why would I? Yeah. Uh, a waiter brings you a long-handled pot containing thick, strong coffee. It tastes somewhat bitter, but not too bad. You sip it slowly, pretending to be an adult because adults <laughs> drink coffee. Adults <laughs> love coffee. You think, this tastes like how I imagine dirt would taste if dirt was hot. This is coffee. This is coffee, right? I wouldn't know if it wasn't. I assume mm. this is coffee. I'm going to drink more I, of it. I've never had poison. 
Uh, you sip it slowly as you watch the dancing. Is it your imagination, or does the dancer keep glancing in your direction? Oh, shit. Ugh. Your arms and legs feel like lead, and you can't move them. You feel dizzy. You feel like you're passing out. Man, I don't even you're, get a, like, a will save or anything. Your, uh-uh. your heart stops beating. <laughs> you rise and begin strangling the person next to you. You wake up and find yourself lying on an iron cot in a small storeroom. You sit up and try to move and find that one ankle is chained to the bed. Oh, no. Grad- yeah, that's not great. Um, better than two ankles, though. I guess it could get worse. Our danger sense is terrible. We did yeah, like, exactly the worst thing. We should have ran away. Gradually, your eyes become accustomed to the darkness. There is a small window high above you in the wall, and through it, you can see a crescent moon shining. You can hear the beat of the music you heard in the cafe. You sit there in the half-darkness, trying to figure out how to pick the ancient-looking padlock that secures the chain on your ankle. The yeah. door to the room... Yeah, like you're... Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? right? If I think about this hard enough, I can learn lock-picking while just, like, trapped in a dark room. That's why they got rid of locks and don't use them anymore, right? Because they're so old and easily fooled? Yeah. The door to the room opens slightly, throwing a shaft of light inside. It's bright enough for you to recognize the dancer from the cafe. Quietly, she closes the door and whispers in her ear. Mm. My name is Serena. I will help you escape. Uh, Ian, Ian, could you say that just a little bit quiet? I want to, I want to get some ASMR off of this. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my name is Serena. Is that even sound? I can't even hear that. No, it's, I'm not. I can okay. hear it. Um, my, hey, my name is Serena. <laughs> I will help you escape. Can you say it a fourth time just for the sake of a variety? She inserts a long, thin bar into the padlock on your ankle. It's called Locks a key. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You were trying to figure out how to crack that mystery. How do I get this open? Oh, I need a key. The secret of the pyramids is keys open locks. <laughs> I need a really specifically shaped long, thin bar. Right. I think if I push it in this hole and rotate it, I feel like I might dislodge some mechanism in this device. Uh-oh. There go- here comes the curse. Here, quickly, she says, stand on my shoulders and climb out the window. It leads to a rooftop. I will pull myself up and follow. What is happening? We're, we are jailbreaking. Yeah, because like the dark truth of what we just read and they didn't explicitly say was like, we're a step away from being sold, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're no, in that, it's like, definitely that. We're in that like 48 yeah. hour period where it's like if they don't find us, we're just yeah. gone, but... It's okay, because Uncle Bruce has a very special set of skills. <laughs> I think un- Uncle Bruce probably doesn't even care about us, yeah. No, Uncle Bruce is, uh, Uncle Bruce is, let's say, preoccupied, probably, uh, with his assistant. Uncle um, Bruce will find your captors, and he will put their face in a particle accelerator, and a fucking hydrogen atom will smash into it at 80 bazillion light years per second or whatever, and you will, you will be antimatter. Man, so don't fuck yeah. with Uncle Bruce. Man, the Taken yeah. series is really taking a weird turn. Yeah, uh, but Liam Neeson just got sick of punching with his hands. So he's like, what else can I punch with? Oh, particles. 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 <laughs> Particle puncher. Okay. Particles. <laughs> so this lady, let's just review real quick. This lady just unchained you. Yep. Uh-huh. She's the belly dancer, right? After the waiter tried to sell you into slavery, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, not this one. Not this one. I've sat I've sat quiet for too long. He made eye Not, contact with me. He's one of the yeah. good ones. You want to go with her, but you have no idea who this woman is and where she might be leading you. She could be getting you into a worse situation. Like, <laughs> if you decide to accept Serena's help, turn to page 73. If you don't trust her and try to escape through the door, turn to page 104. 
I think we should do the opposite of whatever our intuition tells us to do. Oh, then I think we should help Serena's help. All right, you decide you can trust Serena <laughs> to help you escape. Nice. Because she's done a really good job of it so far. She knows about keys. And windows. She slides the iron cot over to the door, wedging it closed. Uh, wedging the door closed, I guess, not the iron cot. And just in time, you hear loud, angry voices on the other side as someone bangs and struggles to get in. <laughs> I'm doing fully. Are they angry because they can't help us more? Or do you think like that probably would have been the bad place to go? You all, you called for turndown service. We're just trying yes. to help you out. <laughs> we said we said it was against our policy to do it so late in the night, but you sounded so nice. We were going to come do it for you anyways. God uh, damn it, Serena! Why do you always try to ruin this for us, Serena? She cups her hands to give your foot a boost up. Her lift sends you sailing through the window into the sky. Yeah, uh, overshooting your goal, and you crash six stories below. Your body a broken tatters. <laughs> what a weird ending. Yeah, whoops. Was I supposed to know that Serena had fucking super strength? I'm sorry. (laughs) That was definitely our responsibility. Uh Flat rooftops stretch in all directions, lit with a silvery light from the moon. You turn to help Serena climb up, but she is already beside you. Quickly, to the other end of the roof, she orders. You dash across the roof. They're coming after us, Serena shouts. Jump across to the other roof. You look across and then down. You can't tell how many stories the drop is, but it looks like a long way down. If you decide to jump, turn to page 103. If you decide to take a chance with the multiple angry voices of the people who were going to sell you into sex slavery, turn to page 108. I am tired of putting... I'm taking my life into my own hands, all right? I'm going to jump. You step back a few feet, make a short run, and take a flying leap to the other roof. You manage to grab the edge with your hands as you slip down along the side of the building. You struggle to pull yourself up. You are about to lose your grip when a strong arm grabs you by the wrist and heaves you onto the roof. It's Serena! Wait, what? From the other side? Yeah, she made the jump. Yeah, she made the jump. Jeez. Serena is like a million times as capable as us. Oh yeah, for sure. She's an adult. Wow! You exclaim. (laughs) Are all belly dancers as strong as you are? I was trained to be an acrobat by my family, she says, before I was kidnapped by the evil gang that owns the cafe. Why haven't you tried to escape before? You ask. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) I have, she says, but it's not that easy. They control this quarter of Cairo completely. Now my family has discovered where I am and has arranged my escape. But you will see. We must hurry. I hear someone coming. Uh, put it, we're going to turn to page 110 in just a second, but if we had turned to page 108, uh-huh. it, it would have been an ending, Okay, but, but that's because the angry voices that were coming through the door were our uncle Bruce and his assistant, Andrea, because the cab driver had called the cops. Great. Oh no. So that's worse than death is so, an ending where we don't get to do any mystery solving. But that implies that Serena is actually kidnapping us and just manufacturing a sense of danger. Well, I don't, we don't know until we turn to one page 110. Yeah. Serena leads you down a long flight of stairs. You follow her through passageways that are so narrow you can barely squeeze through. And then you get to the pyramids, please. Oh, we're, uh, we're still in the city center. <laughs> God damn it. Miles away. Finally, in a narrow alley, Serena stops and listens for a few moments. See that donkey cart over there? <laughs> she, she whispers, it is from my village. I have arranged for it to meet me here. How? 
Serena arranges the straw over the two of you and then signals to the driver with a low whistle. Gradually, the street noises die away and you gather that you are outside the city. If you wish, you may find your way from here. If you continue with me to my village, you will be welcome there. No. So do you get out of the cart or continue on to Serena's village? I want to go to the pyramids, Ian. Yeah, I get the feeling that they don't live in the pyramids. What if Serena's village is the pyramids and she's actually a mummy? I, uh, mm. well, she could be a mummy. Sexy mummy? I love that so much, but I just feel like we would have noticed if she was a mummy, right? Yeah, something would have told us maybe like that she was smelled like a corpse or that when she belly danced, you could see her bones. I don't know. I've seen some sexy mummies. Uh, with, with the light of the day, you realize that you're in a very large cemetery. Ooh. Finally, you reach a small store just outside the cemetery. You find a telephone and call Bruce at the hotel. Bruce. You begin. I'm in the store just outside of a huge cemetery where all the tombs and miniature buildings are. In the cab on the way back to the hotel, you are almost relieved when Bruce tells you that he has to rush back to the States on urgent business and that you, are, you and he are booked on the next flight to New York. The end. Let's let's listen. Let, let's, if you decide it's wiser to go to your hotel, go to page four, because that was it was the first choice we make. So in terms of like splitting the book into two completely different universes, like this is how we see the other side. That's a good point. OK, so there's no telling what kind of trouble you might get into if you just run off after this guy without really knowing where you are going. Right. You could get Liam Neeson's. You could. <laughs> so, like, you didn't get Liam Neeson because you ran. You got Liam Neeson because you drank a fucking mystery coffee yeah. that nobody bought for you. Wait, what do you think? Did we not order that coffee? We didn't order shit. We sat down. They gave us a coffee. We got this think guy from uh, Shannon, whatever. And then <laughs> Serena. We got fucking poison. Serena. And now we're dead. Do they poison every guest? Like, why do they poison us? Yeah. They, it's only a little bit of poison. And like, if you can't, like, if you pass out, you're, that means you can be kidnapped. You walk into the bar. Everyone at every table is unconscious. You decide to order yeah. a coffee. You toss your bag into the back of a cab. Starring Crimson Hotel. You growl at the driver. <laughs> <laughs> when you arrive, Andrea is waiting for you in the lobby. She helps you check in because you can't even check in on your own. What the fuck were you thinking going off after somebody? And who is oh, Andrea? <laughs> uh, Andrea is our uncle's assistant and the bellboy insists on carrying your bag, even though you are a traveling light. Get it? We're traveling light, like in a particle accelerator. Uh, uh, wait, wait, are we a, I, be are we a, are we a We're wave? a photon. We're oh, a photon. Okay. As you leave the elevator and head for your room, you could swear that the door, which was slightly ajar, closed as you approached. Hmm. And after that warning note at the airport, you don't want to take any chances. Wait. You say? I don't want this room. <laughs> I don't like the location. The bellboy looks around, gesturing as if to all of Egypt. And Andrea seems shocked. You haven't had a chance to tell her about the note. I'll explain later. You growl at Andrea. Right now, I'm going to go back down to the lobby and ask... For a different room. Shockingly, at the check-in desk, the clerk will not listen to you. Your ridiculous claim. And, and, right, and your nine-year-old demands for another room. <laughs> it's a busy hotel, you asshole. I want a room with clowns and a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Your room doesn't have my bear lamp. <laughs> your room doesn't have my bear lamp. <laughs> My mom always reads us a story before I go to bed, and the, you guys don't even have it on the bookshelf. There's no warm milk in here. <laughs> uh, all right. If you threaten to go to another hotel unless the clerk changes your room, turn yeah, okay. to page 32. Okay, 10-year-old. Yeah, you go, you go figure that shit out. Yeah. 
It's it's weird that this book became like a haggling simulator. <laughs> so uh, if you decide you're imagining things and let the clerk talk you into your taking your original room, turn to page 36. I just want to go with the pyramids. Yeah. Gotta get sleep first. It's very important. Well, listen, listen. In Think about any movie where there is hotel peril, right? Temple of Doom. Hotel peril leads to furthering the adventure, right? Thunderball. Hotel peril. Adventure. Uh, the other James Bond movie where the ninja tries to put uh, uh, poison in his mouth. Uh, the man with the golden gun. Uh, 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 Dunstan checks in. Hotel Dunstan. Peril Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think Hotel Peril, we should put ourselves in Hotel Peril so we can escape from it. So that's page 36 where we accept the yeah. perilous room? Yeah, page 36 where we damn the torpedoes. Damn them. Damn them to hell. They did it. They blew it up. Get it? Because they're torpedoes. And also that's the next line from... Uh, Planet of the Apes? Monkey film. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Maybe jet lag and your imagination are getting the best of you. Never mind. You tell the desk (laughs) clerk, who hasn't been listening to you? (laughs) Yeah. You You go back up to the room and unpack your small suitcase. You make a careful search of your room, I guess, and not your suitcase. Yeah, your room turns out to be a suite with a uh, you discover after turns you, out, you knew everything about it. Yeah. After Ooh. you rejected this room, it turns out it's a great room. Yeah, it's full of snacks. The bedroom windows are covered with elaborately patterned grill work. Andrea's room is on the same floor down the hall. A sphinx lies on the bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blaming you with its with its eyes. <laughs> Bruce finally arrives, and you show him the note. Well. I guess we forget about it for the moment and go out on the town, he says. Ah, guys. No. Oh, no. I know this great spot called the Sahara Club, where we can get a delicious meal of shish kebab and even watch some genuine Egyptian belly dancing. No. What's a weird thing for an uncle to say to a small child? Yeah, for serious. When you arrive back at the hotel later, you are very tired and you quickly fall asleep on the couch in the sitting room. Oh. Andrea gets a room? Yeah, she gets her own room. You get to sleep in one of the two tiny closets. Oh, guys. Oh, no. Toward early morning, some inner instinct half awakens. Not again. You hear a faint rustling and the sound of a door softly clicking shut. You snap on the small table lamp. Only inches away from your face is an asp. What? One of the deadliest snakes in the world. And it opened the door? Yeah, and then closed it behind itself and turned on the light. No, you turn on the light. You've got seconds before it strikes. Now we're talking. All right, this is good, too, because I think the picture on the following page is us being menaced by the asp, (laughs) which is very scary. And also, we're probably a girl. Oh, yeah, we've definitely been a girl the whole time. If you grab your pillow and try to clamp it down on the snake, turn to page 29. If you back off slowly and call your uncle for help, turn to page 88. Guys, don't cheat. How do you avoid an asp biting you in the face? Pillow clamp. Pillow, pillow clamp. Pillow clamp? Yeah, pillow clamp. I never, ever want to ask the adults for help. That's just, I know I sometimes die, but I, that's just how I feel. (laughs) Okay, quickly, you wrap the pillow around the snake. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Dash to the closet, hurl the snake and pillow inside, and slam the closet door shut. You stand for a full minute with your back against the door. Yeah, and then your the heart- snake comes out from the bottom while you no. weren't looking <laughs> yeah. and bites you in the ankle. My mind is like, it's like pushing hard on the door. Like she's holding back like a full grown person, like actively hitting the yeah. door. Like, <laughs> right, right, it's right. Like this very small snake that probably just went back to sleep. 
The snake has one of those like riot gear battering rams and he keeps trying to break through. (laughs) (laughs) The snake's holding a butcher knife. Uh, Your heart is still pounding. You feel weak in the knees as you realize what you've just done. Oh no. Which is, I guess, caught a snake. (laughs) You wake your uncle and tell him about the snake. Boo. It seems that someone is out to stop our little expedition by any means. Wait, so did the sphinx throw the snake in the room? Man, maybe. I didn't read the note that came with the snake. I was too busy looking at the snake real quick. Was there a snake note? There was a, I think there was, I think there was a inside the snake. Yeah. There, there's always a note inside the snake. Okay. I didn't know that piece of uh, Egyptian lore. Thank you for that. Yeah. There's, there's always a note wrapped around an arrow and there's always a note inside of a snake. There's a, a note wrapped around an arrow inside of a snake, uh, inside of a sphinx. So a sphinx. And then, gets- she, and then she swallows a horse. Like, what is the horse chasing? <laughs> Horses are herbivores. That's where she fucked up. <laughs> who, who is she? The little old lady that swallowed an arrow that had a note in it with a snake uh, on it. Oh, okay. Andrea. I don't, I don't know why. Perhaps she'll die. But why? <laughs> you ask? I may be closer than I thought to unlocking the secret of unlimited <laughs> energy. You're not. Yeah. He's almost, he's almost collected all the infinity crystals, all the infinity stones. <laughs> he's so close. At least someone out there seems to think so. <laughs> we better get you back to the States before something worse happens. No, but dad, but uncle... Bruce finally agrees to let you stay a while longer. After an hour of arguing. (laughs) (laughs) So irresponsible. You picked up that snake and you're like, who's the fastest with the snake, Bruce? Who's the fastest with the snake? Neither of you is in the mood to go back to sleep. You leave a note under Andrea's door and go down to the lobby. The note says, beware the Sphinx. (laughs) You leave a note in the form of a snake with a note wrapped around it under Andrea's door. The note says, good luck with a snake. You leave a note in the traditional Egyptian fashion inside of a live asp. All right. Even though it is only the earliest dawn, as opposed to the sort of mid-morning dawn or yeah. the dawn that happens <laughs> the late, after lunchtime. You know, the late dawn. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, no, there's no dawn on Sundays. Um, the back streets of Cairo are bustling with activity. At one of the broader intersections, you find a cab and direct the driver to take you to Giza, Giza. where the pyramids are. Finally. When you arrive, an Egyptian friend of your uncle is already there. Mr. Hassan, the Egyptian director of antiquities. Uh, we had a slight problem finishing the tunnel, says Hassan. The workmen claim that the Sphinx's spell spoke to them, claiming, beware the Sphinx. That's exactly what our note said. Is our note a Sphinx? I got a note from a man at the airport that said the same thing. You tell Hassan. I showed it to Bruce yesterday. Uh, is this true? Hassan asks Bruce. I've never met this kid, Bruce says, pushing him into the hole. <laughs> that wraps up that mystery. Then he takes off his Bruce mask and he's actually the Sphinx. No nose. That's what gave it away. I'm afraid it is, Bruce answers. However, the Sphinx is mute enough at the moment. What? As, as soon as the instruments are installed underground, we can start our experiments. At the moment? Yeah. The Sphinx has gone through vocal terms before no this sounds like uh some sort of like ivory tower american dickhead coming over and saying like oh cute superstition uh native people but uh, yeah. <laughs> i have instruments to place <laughs> uh, our science doesn't really uh permit your gods anywhere in cosmology yeah. so bruce has one of the bruce has one of those ichthys uh fish stickers representing christ except for it's got legs on it and it says darwin inside <laughs> so Take that, Christians. 
Yeah, fucking edgy. Fucking Bruce is edgy. He really um, won the bumper sticker awards with that one. <laughs> but I have a flashlight for each of us. And also a strong rope in case we need it. To hang ourselves to escape the curse. Right, or lasso a mummy. <laughs> now we are ready to descend. I'm I'm just really pleased that we're descending into the pyramids. I Finally. Yeah. I was pretty sure we were just going to fuck this book up like we did. <laughs> Whatever other ones were bad stuff always happened. I mean, it did take us what? I'm just looking at my recording. Three hours? Sorry, I'm getting three hours in my part <laughs> to get to yeah. the pyramids. I don't know. I don't know about how you're going to cut this together, but like we're at a yeah, solid three. About three ten. It's okay. Yeah, we're very good at cutting filler. It's our core competency here on this podcast. You, Bruce, and Hassan climb down a ladder into the deep pit. At the bottom, a six foot square opening penetrates the sidewall. Nice. The three of you enter it. We're doing a dungeon crawl. Nice. Oh, yeah, dude. We're Fuck. literally about to crawl. Yeah. Finally, you come into a circular room about 12 feet in diameter, directly beneath the center of the pyramid. Wow, that was quick. This is strange. Very strange, says Hassan. Yesterday, this floor was completely <laughs> smooth, almost polished. Now there's a pattern of cracks over here, and a part of the floor is sunk. It's because of your fat ass walking through yeah. these hallways. Yeah, no, nobody's been there in a minute, Hassan. Damn. Suddenly there's a cracking noise. Get back into the tunnel, shouts Bruce. The floor is caving in. Oh, Ooh. no. Slowly, as we get to page 70. It's just a bunch of belly dancers. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they've come to poison you. <laughs> The three of you just make it back into the tunnel where it, when an explosion rocks the room oh, and a shit. section of the floor crashes into some unknown abyss below. I think that's all that is going to happen for the moment, says Hassan. Hold on to my legs. Oh, no. Says Bruce. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> as he takes his legs off. <laughs> Hold on to these puppies. Yeah. I'm doing some climbing. I don't need to carry around these dead fucking weight. Seems to be some kind of chamber. Probably an ancient tomb. No shit, Bruce. <laughs> Wait, you're a fucking pyramid, Bruce. A pyramid, and it's an ancient tomb. Wow, what? Bruce. Bruce, you can tell he's a studied Egyptologist. Yeah, yeah. The floor is about fifteen feet down. It's lucky we brought a rope along. It's not luck. Hassan is a thinker and a planner. Yeah, God damn. And you're a fucking moron. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe Hassan has already been down this way. He planned all oh, this yeah. out. Haha! We're actually this? on like the tour of the pyramid. Like this is a tourist attraction. <laughs> Hassan yeah. runs it. He's trying to give us a sense of mystery by triggering the collapsing room uh, yeah. trick. Yeah. There's like another yeah. group about like ten minutes behind us that are going. <laughs> yeah, through yeah, yeah. The first no one mystery. in here can touch you, but they can shake rattle cans at you. <laughs> I don't know if we should all go, says Bruce, looking at you. It might be better if you run back and bring help while Hassan and I climb down. Oh, fuck you, Bruce. Yeah. If you convince Bruce, Bruce that you should share in the discovery of the chamber, turn to page 24. If you agree to go back for assistance while they investigate, turn Ugh. to page 90. It's not even a choice. I hate these. Yeah. Well, Brett, one of the things that they do to pad these books is present you with uh, non-choices. Yeah. The do you continue on choice. Th this is like the fifth one we've seen. Well, it gives you the impression that it's like, oh, I'm choosing to go deeper. I could back out any time, but it's really... I back out. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna either gonna get taken or the story's gonna end. Yes. So you're buying into the adventure. Maybe it's actually it's like aimed at podcasters. So it's just like, hey, are you coming up on an hour and a half? Here's how to end the book immediately. <laughs> yeah. Be quick. Uh, <laughs> oh, dudes, 
Are you looking at page 25? Because it looks like we found a barbecue grill. Uh, uh, I, I will say I did spy that earlier. One by one, you, Bruce, and Hassan, there's no argument. You're just like, fuck you, old man. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, you, Bruce, and Hassan slide down the rope into the chamber below. It is a large room. In the center are huge chunks of rock and other debris that must have fallen from the ceiling. As, oh, those are human bones, you insensitive bastard. Other debris. Um, at one end of the room is a door leading to another chamber. At one end of the room is belly dancers and other debris. <laughs> yeah. And the third door is cracked open and you can hear angry voices behind it. Oh, no. As you approach the door, it opens automatically. Oh. Yeah. Carefully, you peer inside. You are hardly prepared for what you see. It's just Target. It opens automatically, yeah. and now yeah. you're at Target. Look at these savings. So it's a redesign. All the rubble is the shit they didn't pull away. Uh, the, the walls and ceiling are made of a plastic material with a honeycomb pattern, and they seem to glow with an inner luminescence. In the center, perched on a glistening metal rail, is some kind of futuristic device. Ooh. A big green egg. Yeah, it's just a charcoal grill. Uh, Chris is going to be so disappointed that he didn't come on our very first real adventure. <laughs> uh, that looks as if it might be some kind of monorail, <laughs> says Bruce. What? I don't know. What picture is he looking at? I saw a big green egg. See that big plastic bubble travels on the rail out through a circular tunnel on oh the far side. Oh my goodness. Particle collider. Particle collider. <laughs> oh my God. That's oh my exactly God, it. you're right. I, I saw one video about CERN, and the thing that struck me more than the, the science they're doing <laughs> is the fact that grown men and women with like trillions of years of educational experience between them uh, ride toy bicycles from place to place. Oh, yeah. Like they travel on like, like uh, mongoose trick bikes, and like the other scientist is riding on the pegs holding their shoulders. I mean, one of them tried to travel by just getting into the particle accelerator. Uh, and now, but now he's he, God. So. Yeah, now he's uh, Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. Oh, yeah. They kind of had to stop letting people do that. <laughs> right. One is enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can only have one. All right. Here's the most crazy line so far. Your uncle Bruce says, "I've suspected for a long time that something like this might exist." Ugh. No, you haven't. Yeah, Bruce? I I hypothesized that there was a, a pyramids martyr rail, and no one took me seriously. Yeah, but you get that Pascal's wager with enough crazy alien ideas and one of them turns out to be true, all of a oh, sudden sure. you're a fucking savant. No, you're not. You just had a bunch of crazy ideas and so did this one alien. It confirms a theory of mine that ancient Egyptian culture was given a big boost by a more advanced one. Ancient aliens. Yeah. it's. I guess this is ahead of its time, at least. Yeah, that's true. It was before ancient aliens. But after Alien, uh, which did theorize the idea of the, uh, 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 what are they called? Astronomers? Uh, no, what's the big, what are the big guys called? Prometheuses? Yeah, yeah, fuck. Space pilots? Architects? Engineers. 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 Engineers, that's what it was. Yeah. Cosmonauts. Russians. <laughs> Not in the 70s, Brett. Yeah, fuck the Russians. The door of the bubble is open, and Bruce jumps inside. Are, are you kidding me, Bruce? No, he's Dr. Manhattan. The end. Yeah. His hand sweeps over the complex control panel. I think I see how this thing works, oh, says God. Bruce. Fuck. <laughs> Let's give it a try. <laughs> of course, we don't know what dangers lie ahead. This time, Bruce says to you, you definitely should stay behind to go for help, just in case we don't get back. Fucking really? Another choice like this? Yeah. It's worded almost exactly the same. Uh, if you raise your middle finger and shout, fuck you, old man, turn to page 97. That's the choice. I want to know, so 
Bruce thinks he sees how this thing works. Does he know what it does? Nah, well, it's a monorail. It travels. Okay. Into a into a kiln or a poison gas cloud. Right. Okay, says Bruce. Let's all three give it a shot. <laughs> uh, as soon as you are on board, Bruce pushes one of the buttons on the control panel. The complex control panel. Bruce is like, boop, got it. There's a whirring sound, and the door of the strange craft slides shut with an ominous click. The There it was. <laughs> the bubble door opens, and the three of you climb out. You find yourselves in a chamber, almost identical to the one you just left. However, this room seems to have no exit. Instead, you see yourself as an old man in the bed, and you get very scared, and then more lights happen, and now you're a baby. A space baby. <laughs> this does not seem logical to you. On a hunch, you feel carefully along the wall. This is Jackpot. your third hunch. Jackpot! Two triangular panels recess into the wall and slide apart, revealing a large room with slanted walls. Good work, says Bruce. Three of you enter. As you look around, you realize that you are in a room shaped like the inside of a pyramid. Because that's where you are. Suddenly, the triangular door closes behind you and disappears. You are trapped inside. The walls, four perfect triangles, begin to glow brighter and brighter. It's the Triforce, but it's the Quad Force. A screen slowly appears in one of the walls, and what looks like a movie about ancient Egypt begins. You see a pyramid being built. Workers scurry about with ropes and long poles, but they do not carry the huge blocks of stone. The stones uh, float through the air by themselves. Oh, boy. Oh, they're using... So I got that. Like I bet they're using... Yeah. yeah. This confirms it. my theory that the Egyptians all had telekinesis. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> Uh, a few of the workers carry devices which project a beam of light onto the blocks and causes them to rise into the air. Amazing. This looks like some kind of science fiction movie. You say? I don't think it's science fiction, says Bruce. I think we're seeing the real thing. <laughs> Those blocks weigh two to three tons each. They were fitted together so carefully that not even the thinnest piece of paper can be slipped into the joints. Does anyone really know oh, how they got no. those blocks there? This again. Yeah. Uh, it's a stand-in for the ancient aliens people. <laughs> the picture blurs. A kind of fog drifts over the screen and then clears away. The pyramid is completed. But what a pyramid. You are so fascinated by this scene that it takes you several minutes to realize that the triangular view screen is gradually growing larger. The floor, the glowing floor remains, but you seem to be standing in ancient Egypt. Wow. Oh, we're on a holodeck. Yeah. This was like cool for a second, and now it's just fucking bonkers. Yeah, we've really we've crossed that abominable snowman threshold. It was like cool, cool, yeah. cool adventure, adventure. Now we're in crazy town. A figure who appears to be a priest or high official seems to notice you from afar. He comes closer and beckons to the three of you with his bloodshot eyes and his skunk-like stink. Because he's a high official. Oh. If we leave this platform, do you think we can get back? You ask Bruce. I have no idea how the mechanism <laughs> operates. I was Bruce lying replies, earlier when yeah. I said I know how this works. Fucking asshole. He he's telling you the truth for the first time in your life. He's not even your uncle. I'm not even sure we're any safer if we stay where we are. Leave the platform. Leave the platform. Yeah, we gotta leave the we're going to fucking leave the platform. We're going to time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Got to time travel. We only got so many pages to explore ancient Egypt. <laughs> we're just going through all 119. Jeez. Uh, as you start to leave the platform, the approaching figure greets you. My name is Imhotep. <laughs> what? I greet, I greet you from the past. For a while there, I thought we were in the past. 
No, I am not actually here at the moment. And you are not back in ancient Egypt. This is a recording. A, a three-dimensional hologram. My image is programmed to respond to individual personalities such as yours. Even though you may feel my arm is solid, here, I will touch your hand. No, don't. It is only an illusion. Don't do that. Don't touch it. Stop it. Stop it. It is too, com- it is too complex to explain. Stop it. But Stop touching your, me. Your descendants will understand someday. Bad touch. Just as Bad you touch. know that when you listen to a radio, there are not little people in the box making the sounds. You were, or are, the greatest genius that ever lived, says Hassan. Except for Uncle Bruce, the guy who figured out everything about Egypt. Yeah, without ever studying. Um, it is true that I gave your species a bit of help. Oh, no. I, I taught them to the rudiments of architecture, farming, mathematics, engineering, and medicine. Also how to fake the moon landing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Snapchat. <laughs> but that was 5,000 years ago. But I am not sure I was wise to do it. I will have to decide that when I find time to return. No! Your planet is in my study quadrant, but it is far out on the edge of the galaxy. End trailer for Independence Day 3. <laughs> As he speaks, the image of Imhotep seems to blur a bit. Oh. I, apo- I apologize for the brevity of our meeting, continues Imhotep. I hope your civilization prospers. For now, farewell. The outside door reopens and the three of you return the way you came. I think we should keep this discovery a secret among the three of us, says Bruce. I quite agree, Hassan says. The world is not yet ready for this knowledge. <laughs> you agree, too, but with your fingers crossed. And you're going to post that shit on fucking to anybody who will listen. You start a show. Famous. It's called Ancient Aliens. You get your hair real big. Yeah. When you leave the site, you go past the Sphinx. Perhaps you only imagine that it says, You will be welcome someday. The end. Wow. I don't understand why we needed to beware of that pretty friendly sphinx. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like there's a, a whole sub story that we're not getting. We learned the secret of the pyramids. So like that's Yeah. We actually did the thing the book is about Fuck. for like maybe the first time ever. Sometimes we do survive, yep. but never do we actually solve anything or figure anything out. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Man, Chris is gonna be upset. <sighs> All right, uh, that about wraps it up for us here on Booze Your Own Adventure. Um, we did discover the secret of the pyramids. Finally. And, well, also, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. Brett, it was a pleasure. Thanks for doing this with us. No worries. Thank you, guys. So until next time, I'm Ian. I be Mark. I'm Mark. I'm Brett. No! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> we tried so hard to get that right. <laughs> Hey everybody, we somehow forgot to do this bit while we were actually recording, but I want to say thanks again to Brett for jumping in and doing this episode with us. If you want to see more of Brett, he does improv and comedy all around Atlanta. The Village Theater is an especially good place to look, and as of this recording, you can catch him uh, playing every Sunday there with his team, Legend. Go check that out.